Here at the Fantasy Doctors, we use our expertise in the world of sports as well as medicine to bring you the most up-to-date injury news. Our first injury of the day actually broke his back last week. I want Lionel Messi healthy. I want Suarez healthy. Fam, fam. Mo Salah is beasting. I want Ronaldo healthy. I want the whole squad healthy. Seven La Liga title in a span of 10 years. That basically, to me, that means he was concussed. He was knocked out. There was absolutely no competition. We're your hosts, physical therapy students, Andy and Berg. And welcome to the Fantasy Doctors Soccer Podcast. Hello, soccer fans. Welcome to a new episode of the Fantasy Doctors Soccer Podcast. It's your co-host, Andy, here with my main man, Berg. How you doing today, bro? Yo, what's going on? What's going on? Fan, listen, we haven't been recording for two weeks, but within those two weeks, you know, the, the, the God of football blessed us with an amazing two weeks of football. You know, you had Liverpool versus Chelsea, and then you had Liverpool versus Man City last week, you know, which was kind of amazing and i haven't come off for my high of all those two games so you know i'm still i'm still pumped so you being a liverpool fan and you you guys have had some highs and lows in the last few weeks how you been feeling about liverpool as of right now um I, i'm saying um it's, uh, it's we still got some a little bit set a set set back from in the defensive in in you know you know back four i mean we've been we've been rotating the bat four you know, since the beginning, you know, playing around with um, Alexander Arnold and uh, Gomez, and now that Lovren is back, we got a little bit of stability in the back again. But it, you know, we still the it, we still gotta you know peep, we still gotta rotate the, the squad a little bit just to see how it is. It's you know our shakiness is in the defense, but in terms of attacking power, we're still good. You know, there's a little thing going on with Mo Salah right now. You know, a little bit of confidence problem. You know, he's knocking them in training, but he can't seem to be knocking them. You know, he's trying too hard, you know, to, to, to knock them in the real game. So, you know, it's something that he's got to overcome. And I, Tram, I'm telling you, like, when he overcomes that, it's going to be the greatest story in Premier League this year. You can already see the timeline, right? He goes from, oh, Salah's struggling to score to, like, oh, he's, he's knocking them in the back of the net again. And I'm telling you, that's going to happen. Mm. Yeah, you're not rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you can see that. But, hey, man, anything can happen. It's a beautiful game. We will see. Why don't we start off with um, an injury coming out of Real Madrid. Gareth Bale with a, what is known as an unknown injury as of right now. Um, the manager is quoted saying he was removed from the match early due to um, a potential injury, mm. but he is appearing to be training for Wales during this international break. Um, as a Real Madrid fan, what, what's your thoughts on this? I mean, as a Real Madrid fan, I'm kind of hurt, man. I'm, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm scared because, you know, we, we, Modric was injured, Benzema's injured, and now Belly's injured. It's like a, you know, a powerhouse when it comes to, you know, the attacking side of, Madrid, you know, is injured. So I don't know. Bale's been on, on, on a quite good run lately. And I was hoping that that good one continues. But you already know that he's, the guy is very injury prone. I don't know if that's a real thing. But, you know, it, history will tell you that Bale always get injured every now and then. So I don't know about that. I mean, he's injured, but he's training with, you know, the staff, with, with um, Welsh. 
So I don't know. I guess, you know, maybe it's one of those things where, you know, you get injured, right? But you, you feel it's like a knock, but you don't want to overdo it because you feel like if you overdo it, you will get hurt. But you know that if you rest for a couple of days, then you'll get better. And if you get better, then you're going to be able to play for the international team. So maybe that's one of those strategies that he employs. I don't, I don't know. But either way, you know, it's, it's one of those things, again, what, what, what matters the most? Is it, you know, doing, is it performing your international duties or playing for the club that gives you a lot of money to play? So I'm, I'm not, uh, I don't know. I, I think there's a few things here. And I, I actually read a report today saying that um, Gareth Bale also kind of is very, very precautious when it comes to injury. And if he makes sense, that he's not in a, a optimal situation or an optimal position to play. He is not reluctant to share those thoughts with the manager who then has the capability to decide if he wants to play him or not, which, which is completely in his, in his power. You know, these players, they're subjected to play a, a ridiculous amount of games throughout the year with close to no break. And, if he wants to prolong his career by doing that, then that's on him. And, and kudos to him for having the courage to do that. You know, um, it's funny, you know, that, that, that idea, you know, you know, taking, taking precaution, you know, not to aggravate injury is great. But it's also going to contradiction with, you know, another report I read before coming on the podcast when he, you know, um, they were saying that Zidane left Real Madrid because, you know, he, you know, he was having feud with Cristiano Ronaldo and Bale because Bale wanted to play week in and week out. And Zidane didn't want that because Zidane know, knows about, you know, Bale's, you know, injury saga. So he wanted another player to play alongside Cristiano. And he was looking for another player outside the Real Madrid roster. So Bale wasn't too happy about that. You know, there was some threat about leaving and stuff like that. And I guess end of the short story short, Ronaldo left and Zidane left, and now Bale has he's basically the, the main star of the team, right? So if you're the main star of the team now, you know I know you're gonna say debatable is not the main star of the team, but they pay a lot of money for Bale, so and, and for someone who's getting paid that much, he's the star of the team in terms of you know his his paycheck, so. Because he was complaining a lot about not playing in week in and week out, it's it's kind of interesting to me now that his is taking his precaution with injury and not playing when he you know he he can be in the starting lineup like any time you want. You know, I I agree with that, and what I think really needs to be brought across here is that. This is a complicated situation. There's oh, a yeah, lot of variables when it comes to this. And there's a lot of people throwing a lot of money around in every which direction. And we can go back and forth on is he the star? Is he injured? Is he this? Is he that? But at the end of the day, we're just presented with the facts and the viewers and the listeners can interpret them as such. Oh yeah, we we guys, we don't have we have speculations, we have a bunch of reports. The only thing we sure about is the injury. But in terms of like what's happening, you know, why is he not playing? It's we're just speculating on, you know, things that we read and what we know about the injury. Yeah, absolutely. Um, going over to the other side of Madrid, Diego Costa with yet again another hamstring injury. 
Um, he hasn't scored a goal in La Liga since February. Yeah, you said that. I, I, didn't, I didn't want to believe it. Hey, listen, if Yahoo Sports says it's true, then you know what? I'm going to trust them. All if right. anybody out there wants to fact check us, go ahead and, and say that. Um, but he's out of the squad yet again for the international break. And I, it's, it's tough to see this happen yet again. Why, why do you think he's prone to all of these hamstring injuries? It's hamstring <laughs> It's, it's it's the most common injury in soccer last year two years ago maybe in of all time it's just now there's players are playing you know they, those guys are playing so many games now you know they don't have time to you know to to train individually like that especially when the season start you know it's it's very hard to get those guys into the gym and work on like specific corrective exercise because you know as the season start you know players get very 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 busy you know it you know your typical hamstring prevention where it's not just about you know you know focusing on you know lifting weight and whatnot doing some exercises for um your hamstring it's this also you have to put in some some sprint training in there as well throughout your whole, you know, workout routine throughout the week. And, you know, sometimes players don't have time to, you know, start working on a 40-yard sprint back and forth five to ten times throughout the week. And sometimes this is what happened because you play. And another factor, aside from not having enough time to do corrective exercises and stuff, it's just, you know, you just – too many games, too many games throughout the year. You know, your body can't keep up. And you know you know how it is, Andy, when the better you at at soccer, the more games you play. True, 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 true. The more games you play, the more porn you are for injury. I see now why Diego Simeone invested so much in terms of attacking talent this transfer window because it's – when you're a manager, you're left with a choice to either put your faith in a player who has been perpetually injured or to invest in the squad, which may make some players unhappy. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I see why they made the choices they did this offseason, bringing in all the atta- attacking talent. Um, they brought in Helson Martins, who's pretty good playing for Portugal. They brought in Thomas Lamar over from Monaco. And How is this guy doing, by the way? I heard that Lamar is slowly growing. Um, it is Atletico Madrid is its own beast in terms of that is true. work rate and, and culpability that you have with the team. But I heard he's adjusting pretty well. Okay. He was the talk of um, last summer when, you know, they wanted to bring him to um, Arsenal, you know, all that stuff. And I feel like he picked the right choice by going to Atletico Madrid. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. So, out of Madrid, let's go over to Barcelona. Mm. Rakitic, very, very interesting scenario here, guys. Even Rakitic, in January, was diagnosed with celiac disease. Um, Since then, he has optimized his diet. He is now Mm gluten-free. And since then, apparently, he's lost about five or six pounds of fat, and as we've seen so far um, this season and last season, his performance is world-class. He is – yes, he was a good midfielder before this year, but now it's, he's taken it to another level. Yeah. And 
I just want to know, what are your thoughts on this? I know you said you know someone that had some inside information on celiac. What do you know for us? Yeah, so um, from, from my understanding, the celiac is an auto, it's an autoimmune disease. Basically, your body's trying to um, protect you. Your body's trying to protect itself against basically you. So, and by that, I mean, you, you remember what you said, right? He's not eating gluten anymore. So celiac disease is that you have a, your body reacts wrongly to eating gluten, you know, bread, anything that have gluten in it. It's like you eat it and your body, you know, release, you know, your defense mechanism is to, all right, let me go and kill that gluten in my body. But the, the thing is, because the gluten is already in your intestine when you eat, now it's attacking your intestine as well. And, you know, if your body is attacking your intestine, now you start running into, you know, some digestive problem, you start getting diarrhea, you lose a ton of weight, which I'm assuming that Rocket is on, did not just lose weight just because he's not eating gluten anymore. He's also lose, lost weight because, you know, he was kind of sick at some point because his body was attacking itself. So that's, that's the typical thing, you know, Rocket Tish basically got to stay away from gluten now, you know, your typical bread, pasta, all that stuff Rocketed will no longer eat unless he eats that gluten-free stuff. Yeah, and I think it's amazing that Rakitic, given his age and, you know, the clubs that he played for, Sevilla, Barcelona, and playing for a great country in, in uh, Croatia, that it's, it's taken this long for this to be discovered and treated. And that's not to say that he received poor medical treatment. Yeah. It just goes to the fact that there are players out there with – diseases and conditions that they might not even know about or they think are completely normal. And it, it's important to watch out for these things. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, we know what it is with those, those, um, you know, those sensitivity to, to those autoimmune diseases. Just, you know, when you're young, you can bounce back from them quick. It, it's kind of like when, you know, say you have, you know, you're lactose intolerant, right? You can't tolerate anything with lactose in it. But when you, when you're super young, you know, you can, drink it a little bit and then have a, you know, minor reaction. But as you get older, your body just changed. And I don't know how old Rakitic is, but probably approaching 30, I think. You know, when you get towards this age, you know, your body reacts differently. All of a sudden, your sensitivity increases. You know, it, it, things change with your body. And it's just something that just happened. Yeah, I mean, good for him that he's getting the treatment that he needs and best of luck with him as he continues his career. And hopefully, you know, this might inspire some other players. If you're a young player and you see this coming up and you you idolize Rakitic and you realize that maybe you have the same symptoms that he does, like maybe you, you'll get it checked out. So we'll never know. I'm just, I'm just, man, just imagine not being able to eat bread, eat pot. Oh, my God. Yeah. That terrifies me. <laughs> You and me as well. Um, so we got a little bit of an injury concern in Bayern Munich. Um, Alaba has a mild hamstring injury. Mm. He'll be back at the end of the international break, hopefully. But it's a good Bayern break. Munich, they're, they're in some trouble right now. I mean, they're not doing too well in the Bundesliga. I haven't looked at the table, but I believe they're maybe sixth place. Uh, wow. Really? Yeah, I'm going to take a look at that right now. But 
Just going over their injury list right now, you have Leon Goretzka, David Alba, Rafinha, Kingsley Coleman, and Corson or Cotton Taliso. And that that's a pretty sizable list going. Are you telling me all these guys are injured? Yes. Whoa. Yep. What is going on? Toliso with an ACL. Uh, Kingsley oh, Coleman with a high ankle tear. Mm. Uh, Rafinha with some sort of bone edema, crack, something. It's not specified. Yeah, it's probably going to take six weeks. Yeah, it's, it's a mess. And given the fact that, you know what, the, the Bundesliga, it's – I'm not going to lie. I think it's one-sided, but it's definitely no joke. And if you don't have ammo going in, you're not going to win regardless. Yeah, if you it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not easy. It's not easy to win this league. You know, it, it's you know, it's it's especially now that oh man, that is that's a long list of players that are injured. Yep, definitely. And and Pulisic's right got some injury as well, right? No, Pulisic is in um, Borussia. Yeah, Borussia Dortmund losing Pulisic to injury. Um, the USMNT will be out of his services as as well as these these two young boys, McKinney and Tyler Adams. They've been killing it for their clubs recently. The men's national team is is they've been robbed of their youth talent. Yes, they're all players, but I'm, damn. And you know it, it's funny because it's not a great timing for this injury at all because you're facing. I think the U.S. national team is facing Colombia. Yeah, this weekend. And it takes a lot to get these games organized. And when they do happen, you want your your young talent, the the talent that you so desperately want to succeed and play against higher opposition to play. And Spain, Colombia is not going to be easy to play against. Nope, not at all. So best of luck. Hopefully, they recover fast. Do you know Polish's injury? What what is what it entails? I'm honestly not too sure. Apparently, they're all very mild, but this is, I think, the third straight international break where Pulisic hasn't played. So, it's not a good look. Okay. This is a weird question for you, but have you been noticing that, especially this season where clubs are – or players frequently get injured around international breaks where – the club says, oh, after the break, they need about two weeks of rest, and after that, they'll be good. But it seems to be happening a lot more frequently, at least from my perspective. No, I mean, I, it's always been like that. Players always get injured around, you know, international break. It's just because, you know, it's like international – because there's this one of those period of time, mid-September to mid-October, where you get international break, and then you get – the league, right? Mm-hmm. International break league. It happened um, right behind each other, you know, successively. So you're not even one moment you're going, you you know, you you going taking planes to go um, to your country to play, and then the next week you come back, and then the ne- and then you play two weeks of domestic football, and then you go back again. And that that tires you a lot, and you know, players don't have time to actually recover from. You know the, the the long mile of travel. You know it, it, it's it's one of those things. You just you just having that time to recover. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I don't think they I don't think they faking or anything like that. But you know, it, 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 I don't I don't discredit that possibility either. 
because you know they are players who need to take time you know if if you if you need to recover and you know you have match coming in success um con- consecutively you know you might and you feel like you're not 100% and you want to take a one or two day like Gareth Bale might potentially be doing mm-hmm. you might you might you know you might be more inclined to actually take it yeah uh- I don't think they're faking it per se, but I do honestly feel that they're quick to pull the trigger on it quicker, more quicker than if it were them going into an important club competition. You know, it's, it's actually funny too. When I think about it, you know, guys, soccer players, competitive professional soccer players always want to play. They always want to play, especially, you know, the younger one, they always want to play. And it's it's more of an issue of I'm very surprised. I would be surprised now if players, you know, it's a good thing that players are listening to their body, and you know, if they feel like they need one or two days to recover, and they they feign an injury of some sort just to recover. But you know, originally, you know, generally, play guys wants to play. They don't want to listen to their body at all. So I just thought it's a, it's an interesting scenario that we're having right now. True. Going over, Ozil, though. Yeah, going over to London, Mesut Ozil out with back spasms again. Um, he missed four to five games at the tail end of last season with these same back spasms. And it's, it's tough to see, especially when Mesut Ozil, who we all know is a world-class player, he brings so much talent, but his time at Arsenal hasn't been – the best right no it's it's very very common for him to be out of the squad with an injury for a game or two and during that time you see a beautiful arsenal play and arsenal got what was it five six one win over fulham the other day and yeah that was that was an amazing game that was that was amazing yeah and it's it's just as much as an arsenal fan as much as it hurts me to say this there are various times when i think we're a better team with Mesut Ozil off the pitch and it it may come across as aggressive or not no, very it's not. To some, but it is not. that's what I think Mesut has not been able to deliver on a consistent basis it's, it's it's very sporadic some days he will just he'll just come on and reminds you oh my god like why have this guy been on the bench like he's just so good and then it will come on another day and you don't even see him on the pitch until you know, the announcer, like, 80 minutes in, and said, Oza has the ball. Like, oh, my God, he was on the pitch the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. Unfortunately, back spasm do or nothing to, you know, it, it, you, you have to take, you know, you have to take your break with back spasm because they can be excruciating. Now, really? that, that is true. And they're, they're so easy to aggravate, right? Because your back, your lower back is part of your core, and that fires all the time. And any any movement that involves rotational movement of that trunk. So we're talking crossing, we're talking, you know, cutting, any any sort of running and cutting and turning, you know, all those involve some sort of like rotational movement of your spine. So, you know, if you if you have back spasm any of sort of this movement we're actually aggravating. And unfortunately, when you play team sport, you're doing those movements a lot. And, you know, he needs to get that taken care of too because that happened so many times last year as well. Yeah, yeah. 
Do we have a timeline of when he will be back? Honestly, no. Um, with Mesut Ozil not playing for Germany for the foreseeable future, I think he should be good um, once Arsenal returns from international break. But that's just me speculating. There hasn't been a hard medical report out for it. Yeah. So. Well, you know what, what that reminds me of? That reminds me of Nabi Keita back spasm last – was it this week, this week or last week? Um, that, was that was that was last week. Yeah, he was pulled out of the um, the Champions League. I think yeah, he was pulled out of Champions League um, due to back spasm, right? And then he came on that same weekend. Yeah, he came on for uh, Milner. I was surprised. I was very surprised. Oh wait, speaking of Milner, do we know what's going on with Milner? I do not. Because Milner was playing and he sort of fell, and then they came in. They did the Lackman test on them to see if, if you know, there was some ACL injury there. Because sort of no one touched him, and he's just got on the ground. Oh, Sadly, never mind. There hamstring, go. hamstring injury. Yep. And he's out for a month. So that's that was a big one. Yeah, it's man. It's I mean, injuries are bad, epidemic. man. I've been waiting for a while. They're back. With epidemic. It, this entering injury, it's 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 okay, it's chaotic. Yeah. But you know why though? It's okay though because Liverpool has squad there. <laughs> <laughs> we can replace, we can find a replacement for Milner with no problem. That is true, and that was you could not have said that last season. Yeah, very true. How about that Daniel Sturridge goal though? Did you see that? Ooh, that was nice. Did you that see that? That was nice. Yeah. Oh, fam! <laughs> I was screaming. We don't give we don't give um Daniel Sturridge um the props he deserved though because you know we we seem to remember him more for you know his dances you know his celebration than you know his his natural talent. Mm-hmm. This guy, if he can stay healthy, he's lethal. No, that that's that is true. Um, but you know what I was I was saying this in my live stream the other day. The fact that Daniel Sturridge is getting so much play time, I think it's because Mohamed Salah isn't producing. Because when you have a striker, or I, I should say a center forward in the form of Bobby Firmino, whose main job is to drop back and allow Mane and Salah to fill in and make the runs ahead. If Salah isn't making those runs, or if he is making those runs and he's not producing, then that diminishes the role of Bobby Firmino because it's like, okay, what's his role now? So I think what, what we're seeing this season with Daniel Sturridge getting, I think is a lot more playtime is because Mohamed Salah isn't producing at the rate that he should. Yeah, it's, uh, I think, you know, coming off, you know, don't, we, we're forgetting that Mohamed Salah had, he had a long, he had a long, he had a, you know, he had a long season last year, you know, doing well. And then very high in terms of like confidence, and then all this confidence came crashing with the with the shoulder injury. You know, he didn't he have enough time. He they, they rushed his rehabilitation, went to the World Cup, did not put those, came off from a high season, and we barely sh- saw any glimpse of that during the World Cup. And right, came back from the World Cup, and then tried to took a break for like a week and then went to training with Liverpool. You know, it, guy has not had a lot of time to recover. 
No, that's, that's very true. And he has had a long season. But, I you mean, know. if you want to be the player that your fans and, and people around the world are describing of you, then you have to produce whenever he's is, is playing. He's is, is making no runs. He's there. He's just, you know, he, I think he's just forcing it right now. He's trying to, I think what's happening is he's knocking them down doing training, like I said in the beginning of the podcast. But when it comes to the game, you know, something is not connecting that, that, that pressure to, perform as well as last season is actually hitting him right now. And that had happened to many great players, actually. That has happened to Benzema, um, happened to Ronaldo at some point. You know, he just, he just need to overcome. Once he overcomes that, he'll be fine. I mean, he's, he's, he had a couple of goals on his name, but he wasn't, he wasn't like one-on-one. You know, he wasn't his solo goals. He was a you know, couple tap-ins and whatnot. But he, I think what's happening, and he, he's trying to find his form from last year, and that's not happening, and that's frustrating. Yeah, maybe our last topic for today, unless you have any more thoughts for our listeners. What do you think is happening in Real Madrid? What do I think it's happening? Oh, man. I think there's an injury problem right now, and that's why we, we lost last week. But – you know, I thought the squad was, you know, during the first four games, man, I thought the squad was doing great. You know, there was a lot of chemistry. There was a lot of movement. You know, a lot of people kept on saying, you know, the, the squad is actually a lot better without Cristiano Ronaldo. How would, you know, I, I said I had the same feeling too. And then until I saw the last, you know, the first three games and I said, hmm, you know, there's something new about this team. Like, you know, the movement is different. But now, you know, now that, you know, we're getting all this injury happening, I don't know. Yeah, you got – and injuries have played a role, right? You have Marcelo, uh, Isco, and, and Ronaldo has moved on to Juventus and all these other – Oh, he's playing great, by the way. Yeah, he, he's playing pretty well. It's taken a while, but you know what? This is going to sound crazy. I think that, one, they should move on from Gareth Bale. Two, they need a Galactico. They need a finisher. They have so many talented playmakers, but not enough finishers. And Karim Benzema has become way too comfortable with his place in the squad. He hasn't had a true challenging, a true partner for him to either pair up with or uh, someone to challenge for his spot in training since, you know, the, the likes of Gonzalo Higuain left. But I think they need a young winger who can also play striker. We have, we have two of those guys already. We have Vinicius. We have um, Vinicius um, Jr. And then we have the other guy that took Cristiano Ronaldo's number. I forgot his name. Oh, yeah, that uh, Diaz, I think. Yeah, so we, ha- we have those guys. They're just young. And they're not, they're not, they're not you know, they don't, they don't have the, the brand to their name. They're not well-known in terms of, um, their professional career, but we have we have those guys in the squad. I think they should have pulled the uh, pulled the trigger on Mbappe. They should have done pulled it. Trigger, nah, you know, yo, <laughs> PSG is not letting that guy go. Man. That guy is <laughs> that guy is the future Ballon d'Or man. He's, oh, he's man. playing like he's playing well, and the partnership with Neymar is clicking this year. You know, they're just destroying everything. Yeah, very true. We, all right. Do you have any more uh, thoughts for our listeners today, Bert? No, um, that's it. That's it. 
That is it. You know, All hopefully right. Liverpool come back. We, we Liverpool will win this year. I keep saying that. Well, um, please, please, please give us a five star review on um, on iTunes on any any platform really. If it allows any us platform. to give a review, please give a review. Please give us five stars. We would so greatly appreciate it. All right. Later, guys. All right. Have a good one.